0: Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's
1: Barry is back for a fourth and final season, and that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends, so make sure you're subscribed to
0: the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. This
1: episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft, tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate.
0: Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. Cold open question of the week, has Shoes. According to numerous sites around the internet, but I'm looking right now at e news, the New York Times of pro-wrestling journalism, um, the LWO t-shirt, the L the, the infamous LWO t-shirt that has now been released under the uh, auspices of the Rey Mysterio uh, legato t- team-up is the top merch seller in WWE for the third straight week. My question for you is this. What world order shirt would you want to wear? The W and the O are a given.
1: What's that first letter? (laughs) The W and the O are a given. Here's the thing, right? I would still wear an NWO shirt. I would just replace the N with another N word. (laughs) 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 And I don't want to join that, right? And the, and the word is Nigerian. You, no. you know I mean, <laughs> Nigerian God. is the word we're looking for, guys. This is still a family show. <laughs> it would be me. It would be Omas. It would be Apollo. Uh... Gosh, who else? I think Jakara Jackson. Well, right? is
0: Obafemi the new guy for NXT? No, is he Nigerian? no, big
1: Omos, big Omos. Omos. No, no, there's a
0: new kid in there's a new kid in NXT. Obafemi.
1: Oh, I, I, I haven't met. I haven't seen any. Oh, I, I saw the, I saw the previews, but I don't. It's, it, it, it's he seems like he's one of our folks. It smells like West. Yeah, Na- West Nigerian African. smells yeah. West African to me. One hundred percent Nigerian. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's down, obviously. Uh Idris Anofe, those guys, the brothers, mm-hmm. they—they'd be down too. Uh, we'd have Berta Boy sing us to the ring. You know what I mean? Um, instead of Viva La Rasa in the beginning, uh, to say um, Shayo, some, like <laughs> but a Nigerian World Order. I would, I would definitely get on my Eric Bischoff shirt and and lead that happily.
0: <laughs> All right, we're gonna make it happen. We'll, we'll, we'll get. I'll, I'll get you an NWO shirt and then. Like uh, just get some of my kids yes. paint sets and we'll put it, we'll, we'll change the, we'll change the color a little yes, bit. Yes. Um, you passed the test
1: though, Dave. I'm so glad that we went with Nigerian world order.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we don't have to retake this segment. Let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston.
1: Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard.
0: This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence.
1: Husky, Steve, Steve Kazi. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm come Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will. And you're listening to them. And you're
0: listening you're to, to, you to, to the you are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked
1: Man Show. Masked
0: Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Happy Monday, bud. Happy Monday,
1: shoes. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just came back from uh, my my four year old preschool concert. Nice. What is he playing? <laughs> not play. Actually, that's not true. He had some like uh, like a like, a, like a, a coconut cut in half that was like a little clapper thing. Oh, fire! i wearing awesome. a hula skirt. The whole the whole deal. Nice. Uh. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, you know. And now, and now we're lit.
1: doing this. It sounds lit, um,
0: lit. I'm not sure if I would go lit, but it was, you know. It, I'm more it, of a triangle guy.
1: I would, I would, I would fuck a triangle up like a thimble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a little ding, ding
0: ding. Get ready, you're about to have a lot of those triangles in your life, man. Oh, uh, trust
1: me, I'm going full full Will Ferrell on SNL with the cowbell when it's time for <laughs> that tri- When it's time for the triangle life, I'm about that.
0: So we just got done with day one, day one of the draft, not the NFL drafts. Um, we can talk about that too.
1: We could. I would know more about the WWE draft than the NFL draft. And really? any in any year, by the way. Like after the first round, I'm just like, eh, just let me know what happens in training camp. <laughs> like, unless, you're, unless you're a quarterback I followed for a while. Like, I'm not even gonna pretend that I know that I followed that much college football to care about the third offensive lineman. No, but nobody followed I
0: mean, okay, a lot of people follow that much college football, but people love the draft.
1: Oh, the because- draft looks it's like football coachella now like i didn't realize like how much people love there you go people, fucking... love the,
0: people love the draft because of what it represents yes. of, of because there is you don't have to watch a season of college football to read danny kelly's mock draft a week ago right and digest everything and feel like and then you know and feel like you know enough and and it's having an opinion in the moment and it's about projecting out what the upside is what your team could what this team what that team could possibly benefit um and, you know, there's a lot, there's the internal storylines. There's the underdog teams that are building a new future. There's the rich get richer. We saw that with the Eagles this year. Mm-hmm. All of that is to say these storylines exist in the world of pro wrestling as well. We just had the first night of the draft. Today's Monday, so the second night is tonight. It's gonna happen on Raw and presumably after Raw. But here's what we know so far: the draft opened as the Ringer Wrestling Show draft did with uh Roman Reigns. Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman. Now in story a lot of people are asking how they how they make this stuff up. Well, for one thing, if you're going to obsess about rules of the WWE draft, you're going to just ruin your day cuz it's a kayfabe draft and sometimes you got to make rules just so the the end result is what you wanted it to be. But in storyline, I believe Roman asked that the Usos be separated from the rest of the uh of the bloodline so that they cuz they had to prove their way back in which they by the way didn't do losing to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sorry i'm going to derail this already cool match cool i'm interested to see where the ending takes us blah 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 the 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 faces retained which was a little bit of a surprise because you were talking about it last week you know there's been a lot of theorizing about why but i believe you i mean i trust you when you have an opinion i usually go with you the thing, though, that convinced me that they were going to lose, that the that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to lose, was the way that Sami Zayn was looking at Kevin Owens before the match started. He had this Ooh. sort of like pleading, Ooh. this sort of like recessive face back on, like he was being yelled at by Roman Reigns right there, even though Roman was nowhere to be found. I was like, oh, no, Sami's, Sami's back in the headspace. of the I don't know if that's going to amount to anything, but it doesn't matter because at this point, That storyline is still has so much like bubbling underneath the surface that like that like Kevin Owens could like scratch his armpit and I would just be like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe what's about to happen. Like it's nuts. Anyway, Roman Reigns and the mini bloodline, Paul Heyman and Tola Sokoa go to SmackDown. Um let's see.
1: Uh on your on your Sammy and Kevin point, can I can I tie in something? Um, I don't know if you follow... Do you follow Myth Gifts on Twitter?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Myth yeah. JJ, she she wrote something for us not a, a, oh. uh, a while back. But yeah, well, fantastic the, Twitter account.
1: Fantastic Twitter account. And if anybody who... If this is your first time hearing about this Twitter account, it is definitely... If you're a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, El Generico fan, it is a must-follow for, like, the longest... It is basically a chronicle of the longest storyline, probably, in recorded Twitter uh. history. Between Sammy and Kevin, and it picks up on all the little nuances that you may not pick up, but you believe Sammy and Kevin are that meticulously detailed enough to drop in there as sort of hints, and a lot of times they usually pay off, especially during this last Bloodline uh, Usos Kevin storyline. And one thing I did notice was in the uh, the intro when they intro, you know, the champions before the match. Kevin is like a lot more stoic than Sammy Zayn is. Like he's not as, he doesn't seem as interested in breaking up the bloodline or destroying the bloodline as Sammy seems to be. It almost seems like I can see a storyline where Sammy consumes himself with destroying the bloodline so much that it causes a rift between him and Kevin. Mm -hmm. Um, and you could kind of tell like after a while like even me who like i've been a big fan of this storyline i'm like bro you're still like do you still want just, just beat them like why do you still care if if jay and roman have a falling out or the bloodline falls apart like you're like why do you why you know what i mean like i don't under i don't understand like does he still have love for jay like does he still want to like does he still hold out hope that he can like they could become pals again or some shit like that like i i don't know i'm i'm thinking that's maybe it but it almost seems like If I wasn't paying enough attention, they were setting up Sammy sort of like consuming himself with like this, this sort of thing that, you know, eventually causes his friendship with Kevin to sort of dissolve again. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, no, no. You're right. I mean, every friendship in pro
0: wrestling eventually dissolves, but especially with these two. Oh, yeah. Uh, And they have so many, they've been telling telling the story as that, as, as, that Mythkiss Twitter account that you mentioned has been chronicling. That's their magnum opus, and it's going to be. I mean, this it's it's just an incredible story. Um, there those guys are still available in the draft, or they're going to be available tonight in tonight's draft. Correct me if I'm wrong on any draft information, Brian. You are uh, you are the Mel Kuyper of this show. Cool. Um, so SmackDown gets Roman Reigns solo, Paul Heyman, Bianca Belair. Uh, as predicted by yours truly on Thursday's show and or Friday's show, sorry, and and Raw comes away with Cody Rhodes and Becky Lynch. I mean, listen, the thing with Cody, and we picked Cody um, as our top as the top male performer on the on the masked Man show draft. Um, Cody, I love Cody Rhodes. I lo- every time he's in the ring, it feels like a big deal. There does just seem to, like I like to see what he's doing with Brock. It does he he, he has a little bit of a placeholdery vibe to me. Like, he's going to be, the we're going to look back in five years and be like, yeah, Cody Rhodes is like the biggest star in the business. I don't really have any doubt about that. But right now you sort of pick him because he's like the de facto top baby face in the company, despite the fact that he's not a change. Am I wrong? Is this controversial? I don't think it's that
1: controversial. I just think it's a little. We uh, know he
0: sold T-shirts. Yeah. We know he just, he just main evented WrestleMania. It's like yeah. you have, you feel like you have to check, you know, like go through the list to sort of validate it. Um, partly because he hasn't been around in WWE that long and partly because, you know,
1: He's still new. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think the way the way WWE usually chronicles storylines is that even though, like, you do have all this history outside uh, of this company, like, we treat our stars or we treat our main stars with as if you only watch this show. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, they're throwing little nuggets here and there. But in the grand scheme of things, Cody was at WrestleMania, wrestled for about two or three months, and then was gone for most of the year and came back in January. So in the grand scheme of things, he hasn't really been around back that much. He's still, he's still, he's, his return is still kind of fresh and new.
0: Yeah. It would be like if there was a, if, if, if like, uh, you're, you're starting a new NBA franchise and get to pick your player. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do load management this time it would be like picking like Embiid or somebody with a big injury history or somebody that doesn't show up in the playoffs it's like we we just don't know yet like may, they, they may be the total package unsure unclear but he's, he's obviously that pick um, Bianca Belair obviously handcuffed I shouldn't even use that phrase but connected to the next pick which was the Street Profits her husband Montez Ford is there um, are going to be Smackdown stars Becky Lynch is going to hold down the women's division on the Raw side uh, w- or one would take it from that pick, um, and then of course Raw followed up with um, Imperium and Matt Riddle in the second round. Edge got—I mean, Edge went to SmackDown. What do you think? Another Edge Roman uh, showdown in the offing? Who do you yeah. think? Well, let me let me let me ask it this way: Who do you think is more likely to have a feud with Roman Reigns in the
1: next six months, Edge or Montez Ford? You're 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 pulling up a chain right now. Um, it feels like Edge. It feels like there's still some unfinished business there. Um, if you listen to anybody who's who's been speaking about Edge's career, mainly Edge, he's kind of said that he's wrapping it up this summer. Yeah, you know what I mean. So hell, I, if there's a if there's a match to go out on, like you know, if if he's wrapping it up in the, for SummerSlam or. At the end of this year, I think last Summerslam is when he said this is gonna be his last year uh as a as a competitive wrestler it kind of it kinda all points towards one more Roman match, right like it kind of feels like here's another thing we could kind of add to Romans sort of incredible legacy like not only am I like having this incredible title reign that this length or whatever, but you know he's probably gonna retire edge, you know what I mean, so um. Wow, I, I don't think I don't think the positioning on that that final photo that they had with the roster was by accident. Like you see everybody in there. That first row had Bobby Lashley, Edge, Montez Ford, and the Street Profits, mm-hmm. and uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion and Bianca Belair. So um, it, I, it feels like a reshuffling and a fresh deck of, of of folks that are willing and ready to kind of like. For lack of a better term, get the Roman rub right. Now, all mm-hmm. right. So, um, but I would go edge there. But I wish they wouldn't I wish they would, I I wish they would do.
0: To. I wish they would do an edge reti- edge versus Roman Reigns title versus retirement, title versus career, and somehow make us believe. I mean, you get you tell a good story in the ring. You can always make me believe. But like, what if it was really like, guys, we're not. This, this is a shoot. I'm signing a contract contingent on me winning the match. An extension of my deal. And we're going to leave the ending up to a public vote the day of the show or something, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a lot of fun. I mean, I think I put the six-month time frame on that hypothetical question. I think you're probably right. Um, But as much as I love the Street Profits and as much as we've been huge proponents of of Angelo Dawkins on this show and in real life... um, Taking the street and and, and given the street profits won the tag team invitational match. uh, So they're hypothetically, theoretically the number one contenders to the tag titles after the Usos or whoever disappear. Yes. They did lose at the raw after WrestleMania, which we, I guess we're just going to memory hole that whole episode of television or whatever, but whatever, even given all that stuff, you take the street profits then the second round, as a value pick, and a lot of that value was based on the upside of Montez Ford, right? Yeah. In kayfabe, in kayfabe, and in reality, that's what that pick is. That you have to say that.
1: Not even kayfabe. Like if I was, if the, if wrestling was, let's pretend wrestling is real, right? Like, wouldn't that Montez Ford elimination chamber performance? Have mm-hmm. his stock sort of rise up as a, and as a you get Angelo pick.
0: Dawkins, and, and you get Angelo Dawkins.
1: Oh Woo! yeah! Like if you're if you're if you're a SmackDown or a SmackDown GM, that's just that's just icing on the cake, right there. You know what I mean? So that's a yeah, that's a built-in feud and a built-in tag team. You know? Yeah.
0: Um. God, there's so much fun you could have with them. That's an interesting one. And then of course the bouncing act, the, the other half of that on Raw was Imperium, which again. It's three dudes, but you're making you're 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 putting all that on one guy, and his name is his name is Gunther. What is his name is Gunther Jones? What is <laughs> <laughs> what is Gunther's last name in kayfabe? Uh,
1: bit, what if it's Yeah, no, Gunther, Gunther, Gunther Walter <laughs>
0: um,
1: His name is Gunther Gunther, and he's he Gunther, is your The newly happily married Gunther. By the way, I have just seen some pictures on Twitter pop up. With him smiling and dancing, if you want a nice little wow p- ca- palette cleanse. Did he just lose timeline. all that weight
0: for the wedding? Is he, Was that, he just getting into a tuxedo shape, and I, now he's going to put it all back on?
1: Dave, I got to tell you, he's wearing the fuck out of that suit, man. It looks good on him. <laughs> yeah. good. If he lost all that weight just to get on that suit, mission accomplished, because he's wearing the fuck out of that suit, man. It's a good look.
0: <laughs> Rob, Rob Fee should just be like just cutting back... Just, uh, you know... Uh, video packages of of, uh, of Gunther just like pigging out now. That should be the new character. <laughs> I hit my goal. I got through my wedding.
1: Now we're going to the hoagie shop. Right. Let's just let's just wash it all out now and get you know get back into eating cake and sandwiches. Not. Nah. You know what's wild? I fucking I randomly threw on like NXT Takeover in New York a few years ago, and this was when from uh, a
0: few years ago. You mean you you threw it on oh, this from week? From a
1: few years. Yeah, I was watching it last night for some reason. I was just, like, I was just in the mood to watch like an old NXT takeover when when the black and gold ran my entire life. And um, seeing how young and, and seeing young chubby Gunther slash Walter was such a mind, they really looked like two different people. Like down to the presentation and down to everything else. Like still just as like nimble and quick and all that type of stuff. But like, man, I can't believe there were people out there that were like, Oh, I like, I don't like that he lost all that weight he looked but I'm like Walter, fantastic dude. Fantastic career. But Gunther is the shit. You know what I mean? Like that's the guy that's going to be uh your your big next monster heel world champion once we're done with Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? And I think you know and and if if I know the way they work back there like I think they do. Like, the fact that he even lost all that weight is a testament to, like, oh, we can trust this guy with, you know, our company and, and the way we want it to be seen. And, you know, he has the commitment to commit himself to that body shape that, of course, this guy's going to be a future world champion. So that's well, I mean, and listen,
0: champion. we we put, we pay a lot of attention. We focus a lot of attention with this sort of conversation on him because he lost a bunch of weight. He changed his body. But, like, when it took when it comes to commitment, when it comes to the amount of work you have to put in to look that good every day, that's everybody on the roster, right? right? Oh,
1: for sure, for sure. You but, know,
0: oh well, not everybody, but you the,
1: know, the, I'll tell you, the the body <laughs> here's trans-
0: the here's the list of people that clearly don't work hard. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, well, the body tra- I I can't for the body transformation definitely does. I mean, look what ha- look what he did for gender, right? Like gender, you know, was a good hand, and then when he came back, freaking looking like a looking like Superman, you know what I'm saying? Like, it went a long way in how he was treated and it eventually led to a world title run and, you know, and I love me some gender, but like, he's, he's, he's not, he's not Gunther, he's not Walter, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, it wouldn't shock me if this eventually, I mean, you know, I don't think he needed it, but I think, I know that's the type of stuff that's looked on upon highly when it comes to, Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, this guy's someone we could trust with the main event every day. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents pondering the bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel! Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
0: We're gonna keep going on the draft here because I have a question I want to ask you. So right after that was uh, Matt Riddle goes to Raw. Um, then we got a couple of uh, of, of of legend living legends: McIntyre, Lashley, Styles, The Miz. Um, Nakamura. So, but but just in terms of the people that have been drafted up up to that point, who do you think has the biggest upside? Who do you think will have the big the highest profile match at WrestleMania next year? Montez, Angelo, Gunther, or Matt Riddle? It's... Or 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 Solo Sokoa I will put him in there
1: too. Ooh, okay.
0: Hmm.
1: Brian, you know, I'm going to uh, take se- your answer next. Several months ago, I would have said Riddle easily. Like, when it was a mm-hmm. R- rated RKO, I would have easily said Riddle. But I got to go with Gunther, man. Like, he hasn't lost on WWE TV. He's lost to two guys, or one guy. Uh, was it Dragunov? Is Dragunov the only guy to beat Gunther on in, in WWE at all? I, I think he might be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So um Yeah, like that seems like a pretty—it seems like a pretty easy decision. Uh, And and this year, I mean, how this year he arguably had the best match at WrestleMania weekend. You know what I'm saying? So I I just kind of feel like he's somebody out there investing a lot into. Um, he got he got he got like an M Bison vibe going on, man. Like he's got that power ball sort of, you know. And I know how much, you know, nationally nationalism and heel nationalists are kind of passe in WWE. But for some reason, he doesn't come off as a heel. He just comes off as just a badass dude from Austria. You know what I'm saying? He's not like, oh, look at this evil foreigner type of thing that we've done a zillion times in professional Mm -hmm. wrestling. Like, he's something kind of brand new where it's like, he's not doing anything underhanded. He just loves this shit so much that he takes it so deathly serious that, You know, it kind of, it kind of turns the tide on how you feel about him sometimes. So maybe you boo him, but like he's not, he's not a heel by any stretch of the imagination. He's just a fucking monster. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to have the most high profile match this time next year. Hell, he might be wrestling for the world championship this time next year, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm surprised you didn't say solo. You're the biggest solo guy in the business. I got a lot of
1: stock in Solo, man. Uh, Wally Mania convinced me. Like <laughs> I was always a big Solo fan, but like but like they treated Solo like he was a a a beetle when he came out at Wallymania. And he said but five words the entire night. Oh. So I was like, yeah, I'm like he's he's, he's next. Like they, they he's he's I'm a big fan of Solo, but you know I I have Solo slided in for, like, maybe one or two of those Money in the Bank ladder matches. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not Logan Paul, that's where I kind of have him. But I think Gunther's going to be built more for, like, consistent main event status. I
0: think Gunther could be main eventing. Wait, Brian, who it's do you pick? It's got to be Gunther. All right. I think Gunther could be main eventing shows before WrestleMania. I think he likely will. You know, I mean, I think that that's his, his trajectory. I don't think... I mean, and Solo obviously has just the rocket strapped to his back in, in a lot of ways, but but I do feel like... I, I find it harder to imagine him getting a bunch of other spots prior to WrestleMania. Because it's a, the years a relatively short amount of time. I can imagine him, though, in the somehow in the main event at WrestleMania and that kind of being his moment. I don't know, though. I still think my money's on Montez, and I think it goes back to the sort of, like, uh, of this crew. I think it just goes back to... All of the unspoken reasons why the street profits were picked so high is the is the
1: implicit investment in Montez Ford. So, also, I mean, I, I do think it was a little ominous that Paul Heyman kept saying, tonight's the night to Solo over and over. And then he failed? And then he failed, and then Riddle, Riddle got in the way. So now you got at least three to four months to be like, yo, this is supposed to be my night. The night for what? We'll never know because Riddle got in the way and stopped it. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Maybe we find out Monday, maybe we find out at Backlash or Night of Champions what tonight's the night meant and what would have happened if Riddle didn't get in the way. But I think there's something really ominous there about it being Solo's time. I don't know what it relates to as Wait. far as the championship is concerned, but he's definitely, at at the very least, a third or fourth fourth most important person on the show right now you know what -hmm. i mean and it's and two of those guys aren't on tv every week (laughs) you know what i'm saying so um i do
0: this little thing on my other podcast the press box called adventures and google questions i think we've done it maybe once before on the show i just googled solo Sakoa so i could get his age just Mm -hmm. make sure i had that down and then i scrolled down to the people also ask which you should never do but let let me just run through some of these questions. They don't re- and they don't need an answer. I just want you to know what people online are googling, what questions people are asking about Solo Sokoa. First of all, a lot of people think his name is Solo Sikora. Um, <laughs> is Solo Sikora related to The Rock? It, who is Solo Sikora' father? <laughs> who is related to Solo Sokoa? They got that one. Um, what is the relationship between Solo Sokoa and the Usos? How, oh, every all anyone cares about is the question: Who is Solo Sakura married to? Uh, a lady. huh? A lady. <laughs> a lady. A lady is correct. Yeah, I heard. Um, are the man people are really go- googling about the about the Samoan lineage nonstop?
1: It, it, I mean, it, it does got it do got a Wayne's brothers vibe to it. The Samoans, like the, the Annoy family and the Wayans, it's like. You need a whole dissertation just to kind of break down how everyone's related to everybody. What is it? <laughs> what is the way? Just because there's lots of weigh-ins, just because there's, of there's just. <laughs> I mean, we got what, Damon, we got Keenan Ivory, Marlon, Sean. There's
0: only and, one generation of weigh-ins,
1: though. Yeah, but now they've got like a new generation of weigh-ins. You got Damian Dante weigh-ins, who I think. Oh, was really? The, yeah, he was. He had his own team. He was. Was it New Girl? He was on the. He was on the, um the other guys. The oh other guys. yeah yeah. Yeah, There's wait, a great... he's a child of one of the Wayans? Yeah, right. He's he's uh Damon's son. I don't know. I man. You're right, that. it is the same. Yeah, man. See? Man. Telling I mean, you the annoy an- and the Wayans, they need to have a, a crossover that be like that'd be like, <laughs> that'd be like the it. Adventures end I, game of like black Samoan families, right? Like the wait, biggest the, crossover event. The,
0: the white but, team over here is just like, what about the are they like the plumleys? Like what
1: are they? <laughs> Uh, who would be the Who would be the White Wayans? I don't know. Who, I mean, who listen, the, the the Esteves family. There's like, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, the Esteves rules they're, pretty deep. When you when you factor in this Charlie Sheens and then that whole thing, okay, you got a little bit of. But I don't know, man. There's like, a
0: lot of nepotism. There's a lot of white nepotism already on the table. Let, let's switch right. some names around <laughs> so that it's not so in your face. But that's, yeah, the, that's, thing.
1: that's the thing. the thing. the thing about like dope families is that they're made because there's usually a lot of white nepotism already happening. So I was like, this is the only way we're going to get on. So, Oh you know, yeah. They, the Samoans <laughs> yeah. click up and do it. And-
0: yeah. When they were starting in living color, if King and I, Ivory Wayans had just been like, Hey Fox, we're having an open casting call. They'd just be like, Hey, we've got 15 Estevezes We want to get on there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. back to the, back to the lesson at hand. Uh, I'm into this. is an exciting, this is an exciting call shot for WWE and Montez. And we can kind of leave it at that. We know we still have this reality show coming mm-hmm. up and whatever else. Um, what do you think? Oh, we can run through the entire draft order. After that, we got AJ Styles and the OC, which includes Meechin, obviously, the club. Well, did, and
1: did you think about his, his return not being, you know, a big old shebang a bang? He just kind of came out and was like, oh shit, AJ's back. A lot of people felt uh, the way about it, man. They felt like, you know... That's... No,
0: I know, I know. I kind of I kind of felt that way, too. I'm going to be honest. Even if we hadn't just been through the draft, where we spent a week talking about whether or not AJ was too injured to be available. Mm. I mean, to be chosen. Um, judging by Friday Night SmackDown, I think I would have just said, oh, he must have come back on Raw. You know, <laughs> I must have missed that because it was so low-key. Um... But I don't then. I don't know how you do it because you want to get them all drafted to say. Se- I mean, I guess you could just draft them separately. Have him run in and do a shocking return in the middle of a match, and then have them or have have them shockingly back him up. Oh, the OC's back together. But how shocking is that? I don't know, man.
1: I mean, my man can't get a. He can't get a. He can't get a video package. He's a former world champ. He can't get a coming soon. He can't get a returning to SmackDown tonight. They just threw him out there like he was. Fandango or something. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, constantly. and to have him waiting backstage. Did you see the thing with um, McGregor getting called out this weekend? Yeah, I, I saw some of it, but I hadn't. I hadn't dived completely in. See, that's what WWE should have done. They had all the NXT kids sitting in like that room, waiting to get drafted or whatever. But what if AJ had just been like in a suit, sitting in the front row, enjoying the show, and when they called him, he like hopped the thing and like stared somebody down, something just to make it seem like he wasn't. They don't have to have video package if you're not fully back, right? But he did seem fully back. That was. I mean,
1: thing. I don't know. He didn't. I, I thought he wasn't. I thought it was going to be some shit where he like he just wasn't healthy enough because he went like right to the turnbuckle and let people let mm-hmm. the OC and Meachin fight. But then he popped in the phenomenal forearm. I was like, oh shit, okay. So I guess he is back. I guess he's good to go. Yeah. You know, so I was a little, a little, little. I can't believe that. For,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him back. Um, Drew McIntyre, The Miz. Shinsuke Nakamura, Raw really like. I mean, Raw is basically drafting so that they can have the title tournament and have it feel like robust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I? I I mean, I'm not crazy, right? I mean, obviously, you take Gunter, whatever. You could look at Riddle and say upside. Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, those are those are picks. Those people are all going to go straight to the tournament. Right, They're, I mean, they might have qualifiers, or whatever, but you want to have big former champion types that are there, you know, making it all feel legit. Um, the, the The shocking thing, one one big shocking moment happened in round four when SmackDown took your and took the NXT Women's Tag Champions Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, and Raw took Indy Hartwell, the NXT uh, Women's Champion. Uh, Shawn Michaels feigned a you know losing his smile on stage. It was a great moment. What do you think? I mean, Indy Hartwell just won the title, and mm-hmm. sh- and she's been down in NXT for a while. Obviously, had a had an indie career before—no pun intended—before she got there.
1: Um, I'm glad they did it that way. I'm
0: you think that her that showing way. up with the title is going to be a big? Get. By the way, she was also in a walking boot because she suffered an injury during her last defense. I mean, I saw
1: it, that. I saw that. Which that's which a lot. That's a lot. But I thought it was cool because it's like. Usually, you know, a lot of people said that. Like once, once people win NXT titles, they almost automatically disqualify themselves mentally from being called up. So we kind of threw a whole monkey wrench into all that, right? Like sure. that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh, okay, Indy won the title, so she's gonna stick around for a little bit longer and defend it and all that type of stuff. But um, nah, man, like it kind of keeps you on your toes, you know. I kind of thought uh, there was rumors about Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez um, going around being called up. Uh, I think Von Von Wagner was was mm-hmm. sort of called up, but is a free agent, so he could go yeah. on both shows, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, that makes to... sense.
0: Whatever you, he declared himself a free agent. I guess. I mean, I don't know.
1: I say all that to say, um, I, I I like that they did it that way because you know, one, outside of the Becky Trish story, women's division has kind of been a little dry this kind of gives it a shot in the arm on both mm-hmm. shows, you know what I mean? Especially on Monday Night Raw. Um, I think Rhea's going to be doing Rhea things for as long as she possibly can. And of course, if Bianca's over on SmackDown, I mean, Raw's going to need an influx of Talented women that people care about. Quickly.
0: Well, I think you know. Obviously, Rhea will end up on Raw in tonight's draft. No, oh, well, um,
1: we, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, I, I, I still
0: think she's separate from the rest of the uh, judgment, judgment Day. day. So but
1: you, I, do I, you uh, think the Judgment Day will split up or would it be? No,
0: no There's what, too much money. There's still, there's still too much left in the ta- I mean, left on the table for, mm-hmm. for her and Dom. She's tweeting about Dom today. It's that would be kind of crazy.
1: That would be kind of nuts. But we'll see.
0: We'll see. Um. I don't really know about this offline situation here. Uh, Oh, by the way, I know I agree with you about about Andy Hartwell. I mean, she's an interesting one. She's someone that kind of showed up, and it was like she feels both already... Like, she feels like overqualified to be in NXT, but also still feels like she has a lot of work to do. I don't know. (laughs) I think it'll probably benefit her to be on the road. Um, By the way, in the the offline section, both her uh, kayfabe husband... Uh, whatever. I don't know if that's if that's the right word anymore. Dexter Loomis and um, Candice Lerae were taken by Raw, so the family might be getting back together. Uh, and, and my guess is Johnny Wrestling will be in the real draft just to give him a little pop, and then um, we'll, they'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've I mean, that's not my favorite thing that NXT's ever done. I don't like have like some sort of stand account like some people do for that whole crew, but um, uh, as a unit. I mean, I like all of them individually probably better than I like them together, but it does give them all something to do. And it did have a lot of success in NXT, and it will be interesting to see if you can sort of recapture that on the main roster. Um, Hit Row and Lacey Evans over on SmackDown. Any comment there? They were picked up in the offline post-draft segment of the whole thing. Strange.
1: Again, um, you know, uh, Zoe Stark, is somebody who I think, um, everybody we talked to, I think it was, uh, gosh, who the Dana Brooke? We talked to Dana Brooke over the, over WrestleMania weekend. She oh, yeah. Was very high on Zoe Stark and just her smoothness in the ring. And that was like, it's, it's funny. She said she's sort of the gatekeeper of the women's division because a lot of these NXT people end up wrestling on main event and they end up wrestling Dana Brooke before they kind of get on big TV. And she was like, yeah, Zoe Stark's one of the people that. You really need to look out for so several weeks later here she is on the main roster. And um yeah, that seemed like a pretty solid get for WW uh for the for, for Monday Night Raw. Um but I don't know, man, it's it's weird. So like certain people could be drafted on Friday, now that they're all drafted, now Monday I guess is the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. And I guess everybody else who isn't drafted either just gets signed as like a un- quote-unquote undrafted free agents, I'm assuming, or just have the ability to go to wherever show they want to. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so we also got... If you get through tonight, you're allowed to sign with AEW. I think that's the official... I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Can we book... Can we just go back to the days where you could pretend people were family that weren't family and make Zoe Stark and Von Wagner kayfabe twins? Oh, Lord,
1: that's not nice. (laughs) We just make
0: no, not like they don't, they're not twins, but have them be like brother and sister, like have them be some creepy brother sister combo because they're both sort of like tan with the bleached hair and they're sort of monstrous in their various ways.
1: They do do have very strong features, both of them. Like they
0: both look like, you know, I would be a million percent more invested in both of them. If they, I don't know what the gimmick is. We got to find the right, like they're twins or they're siblings who fill in the blank, but. I mean, you know, are they sailors? Are they from the forest? Uh, I don't know. We got to figure this out. But that's my that's my pitch. WWE Creative, you know, make them related.
1: Uh, that's that's. I don't hate it. I don't hate it because it's like, those two, if they're ever like in a police lineup, they can like never fail. That right? <laughs> like, the motherfuckers saw you do do a crime. It's like, yeah, I know that face. Like both of them, they have just. It's, just distinctly strong. What creatures. do you do
0: if Ron Wagner's in a police lineup? Are they? Is the, are the police obligated to find like five other dudes that look like him? How does that? I've never... I guess if you're,
1: I guess if you're the victim and you're like, oh man, he was tall with blonde hair and a square head and he's <laughs> really... caveman esque. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was like him, him. That was him. I'll never forget that face. <laughs> they do have very unforgettable faces. They can't. They can't. They can't commit no crimes. They, they got to at least wear a. We're we're a glizzy. Well, not a glizzy. What I say? We're a shiesty. <laughs> glizzy. <laughs> so we're a glizzy. My fault. <laughs> he has to wear a shisty. My fault, Dave. I went. I went. I went too deep. I went too deep. A glizzy is a uh a, a form of phallic foods <laughs> that I, for some reason, mistaken uh for a ski mask, which kids have renamed a shisty. <laughs> Just so, I'm just my fault. I got my I got my lingo mixed up. I'm on, I'm pushing mid 30s, man. It's hard, It's hard to keep up. I uh, no. know. Uh, all in all, sort it's of a like,
0: yeah, whatever that means. Well, we're moving on. No more. Sh- I'm not going to try to get in on the shysty conversation. It's a shisty,
1: It's a, it's a It was a I've ass, Never heard that. Yeah. I'm old. I'm washed. <laughs> you never heard the term a shysty or glizzy. I before, Never. Brian? I heard glizzy. Okay, Glizzy, yes. Glizzies are our euphemism for phallic like foods <laughs> like hot dogs, corn, you Wait, know, corn any sort of. Corn is glizzy thing too? Like that. Corn?
0: I guess corn, nah, I mean. Oh, corn on the
1: cob. Oh, corn on the cob, yeah. <laughs> like if it's a long corn on the cob, right? Not a short one. Not a short one. But like any sort of kielbasa... I thought you were talking about like cream something. corn. Like what is
0: it? What do I not know
1: about? Anything, I got a lot to learn. Anything, anything you gotta, anything you gotta. <laughs> You got to look around before you eat it. That's a a glizzy. That's, yeah, like a banana, you know what I mean? But definitely, definitely a smoked sausage or a hot dog. That's like top of the list. But for some reason, I called it a glizzy. I don't know why I confused it to a shite. by G-mas. the way, if you have, you know, when
0: you go down, when you go down the floor at wrestling events and they like, uh, if you have the good seats and they check your wristband to make yeah. sure that that's where you're supposed to be, that wristband, when you buy a hot dog, they should also check your wristband. And just be like, no, 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 no. You're on camera. You can't, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna let you buy this hot dog. Cause I, cause you could be on screen as you're downing that thing. You're going <laughs> to regret it. And I just give you a warning. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> what else do we have to talk about today? Oh, man. Uh damn. What CM Punk ask? was it was it impact?
1: Yo. Wow. Shouts to him. First off, before before Punk, shouts to Trinity Fatu. That's that's what we need to be shouting now. Um made her debut with Impact Wrestling over the weekend. Um looked great. Big buzz. I think Mercedes Monet was there. uh the aforementioned CM Punk was there. Um like I said, man, big get for Impact Wrestling, man. Gives them a real shot in the arm. Give them the mm-hmm. real star power. Gives them a real great hand. Somebody to help carry their division and help tie in certain bigger storylines. She's got a hell of a lot of star power. I mean, but on the other side,
0: do you see that finisher? Jeez Louise! It was like it was like three finishers into one. It was like it was like the 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 the. the the flip roll over the back, roll up, like small package. And then, but it, she like turned it into like a scissor, like arms behind, I don't even know what it's called. She Jeez. had like, it was like the arms behind her opponent, like tied up with the, her legs doing the lock. It was nuts, man. Wow. It was really I gotta cool.
1: check that out. I gotta check that out. But my God, yeah. CM Punk is like doing a tour of the companies he doesn't work for mm-hmm. at the moment. And it's cool. <laughs> I actually like it. Like I actually like that, you know. And I wish there was more of it. To be honest, like I, I wish there was more. Well,
0: there's gonna be more of it now that everybody's flipping out at CM Punk. You know that, like Hulk Hogan's gonna be backstage at Impact next week, trying to get that social media engagement. Oh
1: yeah. All these
0: old dudes are gonna be like, holy shit.
1: Oh holy, holy shit! Ric Flair showed up at Raw. Like, can I ask a a, a sort of unrelated question, Dave? What? What is the drawback from like you ever watch a basketball game or or a football game and it's like oh <laughs> yes. we got like like Damian Lillard was in the crowd watching the Brooklyn Nets play Kyrie Irving was watching the Lakers play like explain to me like I'm stupid what is the what is the drawback from WWE seeing a, a rival wrestler in the crowd and and not acknowledging it, I always thought it was the weirdest thing. I understand, like you might be quote unquote promoting,
0: yeah, the other. That's a, company. that's a, that is the W. That, that's. I mean, you might know better than me, but that's the WWE argument. Right. That just you never let them see. You never sell, right? Hmm. So if you so if if if, if the, anything that you give them is an acknowledgement that that they exist and that and we're too big for that, I guess. Uh. uh. uh but yeah, do you remember when that dude from the who was the dude that was in the the TNA audience? He was in the, it was that like Viking tag team, not Viking. Um oh, Robbie the Scottish tag team. I, saw, yeah. I just saw
1: that. Yo, so funny you brought that up. I literally just saw that come across my timeline. I guess Robbie McAllister was at an Impact taping or something like mm-hmm.
0: that. They, and they showed him and they gave him a Chiron and everything. Like they were like, "Hey, they did that. Hey, look. <laughs> this guy from WWE is here in the audience and he wasn't trying to be on camera. He was sitting in like the back row."
1: Yeah, and then fucking they send him out to work with JBL. Oh yeah, <laughs> JBL Amazon. like beat the crap out and of JBL him. JBL beat yeah. the shit out of him. It's just like and and like JB this is like Wall Street JBL at this point, right? Like he's like he's like not even in character. He just like doesn't like he doesn't break eye contact with him as he's walking yeah. in. Like he's almost giving him the look like you know what's coming. Like you kind of did this to yourself sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And JBL if you guys could find that either on Twitter or the network or whatever, but like yeah he just beats the fucking shit not arriving. Okay. That answers my question. Makes sense. Makes sense, Dave. I was I don't know. I guess I'm tied up in the playoffs right now. I'm like, it would be really cool if they just like, and look who's here. And then like show like a little lower third of somebody. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I just think it would be ballsy one day, one day we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah,
0: I know. I mean, listen, I listen, I agree. I agree. And I think that it's, I think that there's a way, to. I mean, you can look at it both ways, right? Yeah. Oh, look, their talent is very interested in what we're doing back here. You know, like they want to come see the show. It would be, listen, I think that acknowledging reality is probably helpful in just in general, mm-hmm. better to have that be the blanket rule than the opposite. But mm-hmm. you know what? You're going to do what you're going to do. Um, I do think that like hopping around wrestlers just showing up backstage. And I, I do think CM Punk might've opened the floodgates to this being like, Something that we just talk about every week now, because there's always people backstage. WWE kind of put the kibosh on it for big events, but I, I my feeling is we're going to see more and more of this, right? Yeah. People get yeah. you, you, especially when, people, when 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 shows you know are taping in Florida. Then I mean everybody's there, right? <laughs> anyway, um, but you don't see it that much in in the NBA because these guys are working. Right? I mean, like, you have games every other night. So if you, even if you have a night off, that's you probably have some things you should be doing to prep for the game, to practice, to rehab, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of the deal, too. It's like, wrestling's a, twi- a, a, a you know, 52-week-a-year sport. Obviously, you have nights off. We see guys going to hockey games and shit, but, like, you know, do you have that much time off that you can just like, take six hours and go watch the inferior competitions product? Well, I don't know. That might be an interesting look. Um, that's just me playing devil's advocate. I totally agree. Um, are you How excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for Stone Cold Steve Austin takes on America? Have you seen the com- the trailers, the commercials for this?
1: I have not seen a commercial, but I'm immediately have, intrigued. Immediately. I,
0: I have watched, well, there's a point where I gave up on watching all the non-wrestling wrestling content in the world. Um, but there's so much of it that I see, so much of it I get, I get a chance to see early before it comes out you know, people listening to the show are probably very aware that I talk about almost none of it. Um even some of the scripted stuff, like I end up reading these scripts before they get produced and yeah. like, you know, there's like I get you see, you you know, I think Heels is the exception where I'm like actually buying into a show and just like, oh God, I can tell like this is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um because it's a show that's kind of like not pedantic I anyway, knew, anyway. I mean I guess I like glow too. You know, there's a lot of good stuff out I there glow but glow was
1: good. I glow was really But good. in terms
0: of the reality side stuff, like i just like you know, I can kind of take it or leave it. Stone Cold Steve Austin in an RV going around America is like the sh- the if, if there were only ever one show about or related to professional wrestling that was not a pro wrestling show, this is the show that I wanted. I didn't know I wanted it, but I this is exactly what I want.
1: I mean, isn't this perfect? I'll tell you this, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin, in my opinion, is one of the greatest conversationalists. Yeah alive right I'll I'll listen I'll sit here I will sit and listen to him talk to anybody about anything because I just think he's just a great person to to listen to just like talk about life and his experience and just his outlook and just you know what I mean like he's almost like he's almost reached a level of he's more than a person I want to say like he's almost like it's weird it's it's Especially in pro wrestling, you know what I mean? Where like they're sort of characters, but they're sort of real people also. But like yeah. they can kind of like strike this sort of balance between the, the two whenever they feel like it. So you get a little bit of that Stone Cold Steve Austin. But then like you get this human side of him when he's like talking to these people that, not aren't, that aren't necessarily in the same walk of life as him and he always seems legitimately interested and always knows the exact questions to ask and how to like kind of he's sort of underrated in that point like i loved like like broken skull sessions i thought was great tv i mm-hmm. thought the the other show that he had on usa which uh i think it was like what like Becky Lynch was on the show a couple times, and yeah. Charlotte was on the show, and like it, like going around the Brooklyn. Yeah, but skull. I don't need that.
0: I don't need to see him driving. I want to see him just interacting with normal folks, yeah, and doing oh, other so that, stuff. So that's
1: what it is. He's just like yeah. going and just talking to regular people. Like he's yeah, he's just touring America. Oh, okay. So he's on his uh, he's on his like Gordon Ramsay shit. Just yeah, like exactly. Rednecks. Oh, tight. Okay, that's gonna be fire. I'll watch that. He's uh, the what,
0: best, because you're right. He's the best conversationalist Like do, he's just there's nobody like him in the world.
1: Do you know where he's going? Did they give you any like uh, any previews on? on well, you want we'll watch it. Uh,
0: we'll try to we'll try to get the show. We'll we'll, we'll see. If, we'll, I don't know when it comes out. But we'll, I want to see.
1: I want to see Stone Cold in Brooklyn. yo. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> can you imagine? No, bring bring Stone Cold Steve Austin to the Bronx. Let me tell you something. Is Stone Cold, do. Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of those rare white? There's like 12 right white people on the planet. That can go in any hood, anywhere.
0: Rocking the Nigerian World Order (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
1: There's a handful of people. I could probably name 12 of them right now. Stone Cold Steve Austin's at the top of the list, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think Pat Riley's up there, right? Like, um, I would say Bill Burr. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Burr's up there as well. Bill Burr, yeah. Bill Burr's good in any hood. Uh, God damn. Man, uh, Tom Brady probably. You know what I mean? Like he's probably he's really. Probably, I think he's reached the Brady level Brady over of,
0: Gronk. Really,
1: <laughs> Gronk, Gronk. I don't know. Like Gronk is a different type of white guy. Gronk is fun, but Brady's got a level of like Teflon white guyness where it's like, damn man, like this is this this is the guy go- is the yeah. goat. You feel me? Like so, you know, I I can. Tom Brady's the type of dude where I could see like the most gangster of like super super thugs. Be like, oh shit, son. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I've seen people act too cool for certain people. Brady's not one of those people. It's like, holy shit. That's that's motherfucking Tom Brady. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of those guys too, man. Oh, like sure. if he if he walked into a barbershop, bro, he would own that barbershop by that time he left that shit. Like they would just sit there and just, just drink Cody beer did, yeah. and Hennessy and shoot the shit with him. I don't think Cody's there yet. Cody hasn't done enough. Okay. He's, he's got that's just that's just a Twitter okay. thing. But Stone Cold is Stone cold is good in any hood, I promise you that. <laughs> what do you
0: say when a when a when a when a shaven bald man walks into the barber shop? Does the barber say, "Do you need a touch up?" Like what is the what is the reaction? <laughs>
1: Yo, they just they just touch up the goatee and just have a 3-hour long conversation. Oh, That's okay, the thing. Cool. Bald guys that go into the barbershop aren't going there for the barber. They're going there for the conversation. They're going there to have the drink and watch the game and hang out whatever. And the funny thing is, any bald white guy that walks into any barbershop is going to be called Stone Cold Steve Austin anyway. (laughs) So so, so if he actually did walk in, everybody would be like, oh, shit. And it would be, they got to do that. I, I don't know who's show running that. But if you can't get Stone Cold into a barbershop and just see what happens there, yo, that shit would be must see. Must I used be to get a lot
0: of I used to get a lot of barbershop business cards back in Brooklyn. Like yes. when like all around like like Rick the Barclays Flair, Center, Rick in there too, there. by the
1: way, I forgot to mention Ric Flair. Ric Flair is definitely oh. good in any hood, also, but I go to saying. same.
0: Um, all right. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? There's got to be some AEW news that we didn't touch on. Um. Anything happened on Rampage that we hit on? Anything? uh Oh, you know what? I had a dream. We should have <laughs> opened the show with this. I had a straight up dream that Jade Cargill was in WWE. That she made her shocking WWE appearance. <laughs> like, like it was a not like a oh like I wish that happened dream. Like I had a I, I imagined. An episode of Raw or a pay per view that was just 100% crystal clear. And she like came out of the audience. Wow. And just started like
1: busting people up.
0: Uh, she was teamed up with somebody, and I don't remember who it was. Uh, know, yeah, I gotta remember
1: now. I feel like Jade Cargill is on the short list of AEW folks where it's like, if they ever made the switch, like they, they would be, if they were doing a full wrestling draft, let's put it that way, to circle oh. it about around. If there was a full every wrestler available from every company draft. Like Jade is at least a top 5 woman that gets off the board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just off of look. You think so? Yeah, I think I think she's top 5. Like if you if you're drafting, I think it goes it probably goes Bianca Charlotte, Mercedes, Becky. Mhm. And then maybe Jade, Then Jade might be might slide her way in there. Maybe Rhea Ripley, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see how this title run sort of goes. But I think not only just for the sake of, like, how talented she is, but I just don't think nobody has made that jump in the women's division from AWC WWE yet and really garnered that sort of buzz. And I think, you know, I think she'd be one of those people to pull it off. I don't know if she'd ever do it but i think she would she's well, always, she's somebody I mean, who just fits into Well it's WWE. been such
0: a weird conversation about her for a while uh Chris Statlander's out here like tweeting photos of herself just like jack to the moon so uh maybe she's about ready to come back and they can finally rediscover whatever storyline that was going to be before she got hurt um i don't know i mean it's it, it, well I, I agree i mean we just don't know what jade can do in the ring yet she had a match what, a couple of weeks ago that was pretty pretty gross i mean like you know had some real awkward moments in it so but I I mean it's crazy I mean she was looking look she was when she signed with AEW like she was supposed to sign with WWE it's not like they'd never heard of her it's not like AEW it's not like Tony Khan like discovered her in a shopping mall or something like that like she was gonna go to the Fed and didn't go right she made a lifestyle choice or whatever so um it wouldn't shock me at all I don't uh, think at at it'll a lot there.
1: of people. I don't think it'll And now that out. I've
0: dreamed it, it's, uh, it's <laughs> now I, I can claim that I've dreamed it and uh, I, I forced it into reality.
1: Clairvoyant um, shoes is, is what we call you.
0: <laughs> naturally limitless. I'm not sure why uh, Keith Lee and, and Dustin Rhodes need a tag team name. Um, I like it's sort of the old guy still got it thing where like one of them's old and one of them just has gray hair. Yeah, th- I mean, there were some cool moments on, on Rampage. Not a big deal. The big thing for me was the Bullet Club Gold. Sean Spears and Ricky Starks. I love that Sean Spears and Ricky Starks. Uh, that Sean Spears is now someone else's friend. Um, everybody's yeah, got friends in AEW.
1: Bring it back the yeah. tens now,
0: man. I know. The tens are like the real, the real like bootleg parking lot version of the yes chant where it's but it's like, I, I swore I
1: wouldn't do this. Yo, listen, but. listen, don't 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 sleep on the 10 chants, man. Like, at one point that shit was over like rover, bro. That Royal Rumble. When he came out to the 10s. Oh, it was enormous. That was massive.
0: We have to do a list of the most over gimmicks, broadly defined, whether it's like a chant or a thing, whatever, that had with the least success (laughs) attached to them. I saw like somebody best, on. We should rank somebody, the best
1: flash in the pan chance. Like
0: Fandango. <laughs> somebody tweeted a video of uh, of of Fandango Fandango's entrance from like whatever his peak was. The entire freaking pay per view audience on their feet doing the dance. By the way, that dance was uh, that song was about five notes off from being right. It wasn't quite sing alongy enough. Like uh, it just ne- if it was a little bit less, a little a couple fewer minor uh, key, minor notes. Then it would just be a lot more like the, you know, like upbeat and great. We're we're that maybe he would have been champion. <laughs> but it w- but it is crazy to think about how over that was. We were very thirsty at that yes, point in time. Yes. And by yes. the way, Daniel Bryan rode that wave too. Now, the yes, the yes chant, the yes movement, that was a very singular thing, but man, that was before wrestling really bounce back fully and we wrestling fans were like man we will take anything you give us to keep mm-hmm. us awake during these 3 4 hours like whatever
1: yo the fa- i'm i'm willing to argue that the fandango chants are legitimately a reason why uh the wrestlemania had to become two nights <laughs> oh <laughs> like, like the fandango chants as fun as they were were literally just a, a, a big product of um they were a product of just, I don't know, just going s- nuts after standing for so long and just, like, just losing their mind losing a little it. Bit. Like, it was just, yeah, like, we got to split this 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 thing up. This show was too long. We're Maybe they should just a do a whole too. faction.
0: Can there be a whole faction in WWE of, like, you gave me a bad gimmick and now we're mad? <laughs> <laughs>
1: was that the Job that Squad back in the day?
0: Well, that was it, yeah. I own two Job, Job squad, squad t-shirts, so... Uh,
1: um, they were ahead of no. time.
0: <laughs> I always thought Fandango, man, I, I, I fantasy booked him on this show so many times and I think it was always the same way. But I, I mean, just if you just had him come back and just say, I refuse to ha- use that name. I refuse to use that music and walk to the ring with like silence. And then the crowd just starts singing it like that would be bonkers. He could he could come back to hey what is he doing now like a home renovation show or something? That'd be dope. All these guys getting jobs outside of WWE. I don't even know if he's actually doing that. I know he was like actually doing <laughs> home Reno. I don't think he had a show. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, what do we what do we think? I I don't ever get into the I don't ever get into the oh we, we thought he was a big deal, but now he's on rampage chatter. But is it what? a big deal? That is it, it, it. Is there anything to be worried about the Bullet Club Gold? you know, is on Rampage, Sean, that that, that two of our biggest dudes, Switchblade and, and Ricky Starks, are holding it down on Rampage, or is the Rampage main event is its own category, and they don't have two shows yet, and so that's going to be fine.
1: Man, I'll be honest, bro. I was kind of worried about Switchblade the night he debuted. <laughs> I said this the day it happened. I was like... Well, okay. I
0: was like, that was... But he- but there's a re. But listen, you know what I said at the time. It's like he was just there. You can't do a holy shit reveal because he was there.
1: Yeah, but still, I mean, for a, a company that plays into as much internet, what's gonna happen, sort of things, like they very much could have made. Yeah, that, you're right. They could have done a way better job of it. Oh, you're right.
0: Just to tease the WWE thing, you know what? I'll give t- that to you. Right. And, and on but top here's of one that, thing. Here's one thing I'll say in his in that's pro. I mean that that where the you know, there's positive things ahead for this guy. The biggest question mark from people that I trust and people that I respect. From I mean, I I I think we said it on this show too. But the thing I used to hear, I would hear from people who were inside. It's just like, dude, Jay White is like unbelievably talented. But like, what is he really bringing that no one that someone else there isn't already doing? Right? And and the and the very specific thing is, why do you need him when you already have Kenny Omega and Adam? But Cole. now <laughs> and Adam Cole. Well, here's an answer for you. Now you have two shows, and Kenny Omega is only going to be on one of them. So now you can have one, you can have this dude on both shows. I mean, you can have Kenny on one and Switchblade on the other one, right? You know, there's no crossover. There's no fear of confusion of, of market correction. Uh, you know, now Kenny. Now we have Switchblade Jay White's going to be holding it down on SmackDown with CM Punk, presumably, and you know, the Bullet Club Gold is going to be there too. Wait, okay. What's gonna be a bigger deal, one year from now? Bullet Club Gold or the OC? <sighs> it's Bullet Club Gold. There's no way the OC is gonna to be say, good. like
1: yeah. Like I, I guess I gotta say Bullet Club Gold, but I just I'm not crazy about Bullet Club stuff in 2023. I'm fucking sorry, man. Like I love Chris Bay. I, I think Tell hella talented. But, like, Bullet Club stuff in 2023 is, but like... No, they
0: got to reinvent it. They got to bring something else to the table.
1: The reason why Bullet Club was fucking dope in the first place was that it represented different sort of factions of people not in the big show, which is WWE. Mm -hmm. That's what made it cool in the first place. The minute AEW launched, Bullet Club was kind of fucking useless at that point, right? Like, I'm sure they do still have great matches and great... You know, I'm sure they still sell a ton of T shirts and whatnot, but like i d I'm just not I'm I'm not crazy about it right now in twenty twenty three. And I'm sure a lot of people agree with me. I'm sure Built Club Globe is gonna be something different than what we've seen in the past, but they've gotta figure out a way to make this shit more interesting than what it was twelve years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's So what do you do? Let's say you, given you're going to keep it around because you can sell
0: these t-shirts and people will come to Wembley Stadium or wherever else in it, or Topeka, Kansas Arena to see the Bullet Club. So how do you make it interesting again?
1: You want to table this for Thursday? Yeah, this is a conversation I definitely can't pull up right now because it's like...
0: Fantasy Slam. Fantasy Slam on Thursday.
1: Reinventing the Bullet Club.
0: Reinventing the Bullet, <laughs> Bullet Club.
1: Yes. Let's do it. That's my homework for this week. I can't wait. All right,
0: guys. Thank you so much for listening. Kaz, you want to get your plugs in?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, New episode of Say Less with Kaz, Lowkey, and Rosie is out right now with special guest Vic Mensa. Great talk with him. Come check that out. You can catch me in the garden as long as the Knicks are in the playoffs all week long. Um, you so, for, so, ca- so,
0: so so three more times? Or three stop three it. more games?
1: Stop it, David. You watch your whore mouth, okay? Uh, <laughs> the, we got... um. Uh, count it right here on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on the Count It uh, on the Points Bet app, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that type of stuff. And uh, you know me, man, I'm around. I'm around right here on the Mass Man Show in Ringer Wrestling.
0: Um, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. So, working on the book of wrestling, I swear. Make sure you listen to all the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. This one, Wednesday Worldwide. And of course, the legendary Cheap Heat. Thank you to Brian H. Waters for producing our show today. Thank you guys all for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, Humanoids. Peace.